0: As a result of the continued spread of coronavirus, many of us have found ourselves under a prolonged lockdown, a lockdown we weren't given much time to prepare for mentally or physically. Throughout this mini-series, we're looking at a number of different ways COVID-19 has affected our bodies, and today we're looking at nutrition. This is Your Body Under Lockdown. As always, I'm joined by Tony Lawless, Holistic Health Coach Expert, owner of QuantumflowPerformance.com and author of Quantum Flow Running. Tony, what effect has COVID-19 had on our nutrition?
1: Well I think during lockdown our daily routine has changed massively. We're out of our comfort zone, fear levels have been raised. And finding new ways to adjust to our new routine while we're in lockdown is most important. So Changes like things where we would get maybe a little bit bored. We have lots of time on our hands. We get a bit more sedentary. And things like what we do and actually what we eat during the day will also change dramatically.
0: Are we more likely to indulge in sugary things and carbohydrates? Does our body want that during uh, times when we're moving less?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's not so much the point of view that we're moving less, but I think more the fact that there's a lot of tension and stress in the body. And so demands on our body will change massively with the lockdown. I think um, because we're distracted usually at work, that takes us away from eating or snacking unnecessarily. But when we do relax down, it's a little bit like being on holidays. We go into that holiday mode and we start to indulge a little bit more and With as Because that happens then our sugar intake goes up and we can get nervous energy coming into the body where we should actually be exercising or we should be running around but we're getting these sugar hits which give us these big highs but we've no output. We're not burning the sugar off or the calories off if you like that we would normally do in a routine where we were at work running around.
0: And so sugar is definitely one of the main culprits, but are there any other things that we should be looking out for?
1: Usually people are low in energy if they're running around and busy at work because they're not just busy physically, they're also busy mentally. And I think that's part of the process is understanding that we're not just nourishing the body or nutrition is not just about the body only and energy for the body, but it's also energy for the brain and the mind and that's really, really important. So other stimulants like caffeine, um, you mentioned the sugar and probably carbohydrates as well or, or abuse or too many carbohydrates will all provide large spikes in energy for us. And I think we need to just be very, very aware that taking in these high levels of sugar and caffeine and energy, maybe energy drinks or something like that, will leave us with large levels of energy running through the body, but because we're in lockdown, we don't have the opportunity to get out and use and burn that energy up.
0: Could you tell us a little bit more about caffeine? Because it might be a thing that a lot of people are drinking maybe a little bit more of now or have had the habit of drinking a cup or two of coffee uh, during the day. What are the effects that the coffee has on energy levels
1: and on, um, I mean, maybe hydration as well? Yeah, well, they're they're the two main things, I suppose. The energy levels, we usually go towards caffeine or a coffee when we're feeling a little bit low. But sometimes it can just be a habit. Sometimes people will say, oh, well, I have one coffee a day or I only have two a day, whereas others will just say, well, I'll just drink it whenever I'm tired. So when we sit around a little bit, we are more than likely going to drink it because we're bored as opposed to we need the energy. But when we drink something like caffeine or we take our coffee, we get this big rush and this energy spike, but it doesn't last very long. It's a big rush and then there's a big drop. So what happens when you have the big drop? you're just kind of forced to go back and look for more energy. So it's a false source of energy for us. And we really, really need to be aware of that because it's also diuretic, which means that when we're drinking it, even though there is a lot of water in it, it goes into making a coffee, when we drink our coffee, it is actually dehydrating us, which in fact is probably making us even more tired than we would have been normally if we had stayed away from the caffeine. So that's a big issue with caffeine. You get a big hit, then you get a big drop, and you go in search of what's my next big hit. So you get this uncomfortable roller coaster through energy surges and energy dips. And that's important to try and avoid during the day.
0: A lot of us are familiar with what a balanced diet looks like, uh, what we should be eating, what we should be avoiding. Whether we stick to that or not, that's another question, but we're we're kind of familiar with it. When you go on a physiological level, what's happening inside the body? What does a badly nourished body look like and what does a well-nourished body look like?
1: Well, the the well-nourished body is very much in balance. So for me, there are three steps to nourishment and to keeping the body healthy and well-nourished. And the first one is that we would cleanse. So we always cleanse the system. If the body becomes full of toxins, which can be things like your sugar and your caffeine overloads, if it becomes full, then it starts to get sick. So we only get sick, really, when some of our systems are full and they're so compressed and tight that they can't move. So we've got to cleanse, we've got to make room for and space in our bodies for us to heal and to take to the next step so once we've cleansed the system which we do on a nightly basis we then have to look after the nourishment stage so we may have to add in extra vitamins and minerals and that's important because if we don't get our balance of vitamins and minerals right then right deep down on a cellular level the mitochondria in the cells don't actually um i suppose perform to the best of their ability and they go through a process called apoptosis, which means that after they get to a certain age, if you like, they start to commit suicide. They kill themselves off in order to make room for newer, healthier mitochondria to come in. So the mitochondria really are the powerhouse in the cell, but they will only make room for new growth or new mitochondria to come into play, provided the nutrition is there and available to them. If it's not there... The old ones stay alive, but they're on substantially reduced energy levels. And the big clusters of mitochondria are in the brain and the heart. And they're the two areas that we had focused on Previously in other episodes, we looked at how the heart performs and um, how that plays such a big part in our stress levels and controlling our stress levels, but also our brain then and how that works and how our mood, how it controls our moods and also then how that in turn um, or how we use it to talk positively to ourselves. So mitochondria and how we nourish the mitochondria, most important. The third step in the process is to balance the body. So we cleanse, nourish, and then balance the system out properly. So we don't get lots of one thing and nothing of another. And we don't get too much in or too little in. It's something that is just balanced and even and smooth. And that's what we're looking to create. So, of course, our routine creates our comfort zone. And rather than maybe staying up late when you're trying to get a bit of sleep and then getting up late in the day, we need to create a positive routine that will help to nourish both the body and the mind. So sleep plays a really, really big part in that.
0: You mentioned that um, coffee is a, it, it dehydrates you. How can you tell the difference between being dehydrated and being hungry?
1: Well, the two of them trigger a similar response or a similar feeling in the tummy. And sometimes we feel that we're actually hungry when in fact we're thirsty. So what I would recommend in order to get over this, and it's a very simple fix, you just basically take a drink of water, take a glass of water, wait for about 15 minutes, and then reassess the situation and see if you're hungry or if you're thirsty, because sometimes we're just eating out of boredom. And if we're sitting around and we're sedentary for long periods of the day, and just eating out of boredom, that's going to have a really negative effect on us over the long term. And it's not something that we're going to be able to just stop very quickly. It becomes a habit. And then we bring it back into maybe our workspace and we continue on. And over a period of time, it can be very negative and we can see substantial increases, maybe weight gains and and lack of mobility and even swings and changes in your moods as well. So drink a little bit first, see if you're hungry. And then if you are, well and good eat something healthy and nutritious. If you're not, just stick with the water. So Tony, have you got anything extra that you want
0: to just share with anybody about this topic on, on nutrition?
1: Well, I think there's there's two last things. The first, first thing I'd like to just mention is that I think we need to lead by example. So oftentimes we can um, create a meal space where we have maybe children sitting down with us or certain foods that those children don't like. And we can bring a little bit of tension to our mealtime and our space. It'd be lovely if we could just take a few moments to plan a meal, plan a healthy meal. But as long as you're putting it on the table, try and bring a positive mood and an attitude into the space. So everybody in the space enjoys the meal rather than making it a chore where you have to eat your veg and you have to eat this and this and this. Um, it'd be nice if we could just present it in a more relaxed way because that helps our digestive system and it helps the, obviously the nutrition then to go up as well. And then lastly, I'd say that it is in fact okay to be hungry. You don't have to feel full all the time. We do our best work when we're probably a little bit lighter. I know certainly when I go out for a run or something like that, I don't like to be full. I don't like to have lots of food in my system flying around the place. I like to be light and I like to be energized. And the only way to do that is keeping a nice, steady, balanced diet and eating at appropriate times and keeping the discipline yourself. That's the key, is lead from the front and others will follow you, but making sure that you hold your discipline. Don't forget to check
0: out Quantum Flow Performance on Facebook, where Tony streams a free 20-minute Pilates class live each morning. Tony is also the author of Quantum Flow Running, and if you're interested in learning more about his book, you can visit quantumflowperformance.com. You've been listening to Your Body Under Lockdown.